Friendship, for example, is a real gift. It's an insane world. But in it, there is one sanity. The loyalty of old friends. You're the best friends anybody ever had. Alone, bad friend, good. Bubba was my best good friend. I had to make sure that he was okay. Friendship and family. These are things that matter. We just become best friends. Yep. Touch my friends again and I'll buy you. Thanks, Mike. You're my best friend here. Lose one friend. Lose all friends. Lose yourself. We ride together. We die together. Bad boys for life. That's what friends are for, right? Friends? Friends. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. If you're not over here in 15 minutes, you can find a new best friend. You've been saying that since the fifth grade. Welcome to the I Am Your Friend podcast. I am your host, Aiden Licker. Thank you so much for tuning in. Every week, uh, things have been great, man. Thank you guys so much for uh, following the podcast along and supporting, liking and following and retweeting on all the social medias. Uh, it really helps me out, really helps get my name out there um, and lets me know that this is not all just for nothing, you know. Uh, but even if it was, that'd be okay because I really do just enjoy doing it. No guests this week uh, because my life has just been absolutely insane lately. So much going on. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode with my friend Abby, we talked about how one of our best friends just got married. Um, and so that was like a whole thing, you know, a whole thing. It was a beautiful uh, event and a beautiful weekend that we had together for the wedding. Uh, and then I've had a bunch of work shit. I'm literally dressed. If you're watching the video podcast, I'm dressed in like my work attire right now. Cause I just like haven't stopped work stuff is crazy. Uh, comedy stuff is crazy. Just, just a lot going on. Uh, so I just wasn't able, there was just logistically no way I was going to be able to get a guest on this week, uh, just because I was just so crunched for time. So I figured I'd check in with you guys as myself here. I know that uh, sometimes I feel weird about doing these episodes because I'm literally just talking to myself in a room. Uh, but I have had, uh, several people tell me that these are their favorite episodes. So this one's for you guys. Um, thank you for letting me know that or else I probably wouldn't do them. I, you know, I wanted to try to stay away from and, and keep the guests going to have more of an interesting conversation, but I guess people like, uh, hear what I have to say on my own for some reason. So, uh, thanks for that. Uh, but here we are and, and it, it helps to do this every once in a while. So, um, because there's a lot of things that I think about that I like to talk about that, you know, I'm like, Oh, that would be a good topic for the podcast. But you know, it depends on who the guest is and I want things to happen organically in those conversations. You know, we don't do like any pre, I don't do like pre-interviews with anybody or like have anything set, you know, it's like, let's just sit down in a room, whatever happens, happens, which is what I like, which is like my favorite part of this podcast is like, um, you know, let's not over plan it and make it feel forced. Let's just let it happen organically. Um, I'm going to be starting a new podcast, a second podcast. What? That doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah, I'm doing it uh, with another person, which I will announce at a later point because I'll have them on the podcast for us to talk more about it. Um, but it's going to be a comedy podcast where this is, you know, the I Am Your Friend podcast. While there are funny moments that happen on here, uh, I try to, you know, have conversations that dig a little bit beneath the surface about a little bit, you know, more serious things and, and try to be a bit more, um, you know, deeper on the conversation and a bit more serious on the topics. Uh but I'm going to be starting a comedy podcast uh, with a fellow comedian, uh, and we're, you know that one's just going to be for laughs. And that one's going to be a bit more structured. There's going to be like topics we hit on. We're going to do more like audience interaction with like you know people on social media, uh, and then have other comedians on, and that'll be super great. And I'm super excited about it. Um, 
where this podcast is going. I am your friend. Uh, dude, I've been, I'm so happy with how things have been going in the second season here. Um, I still, you know, face technical difficulties every once in a while. Uh, didn't have a video last week, literally hit record on the software. Uh, and then went to, when we finished the podcast, I hit stop and it just, an error showed up and was like, can't do it. And then the software crashed. Uh, so I think I figured that out. Um, things to be, seem to be going all right right now, but I guess we'll see. Uh, new equipment, you know, again, I'm one guy here. Anytime, uh, you know, you're watching a video podcast that's like, well done. It's usually a team of people and they got super nice equipment. Uh, and I try to get as nice as equipment as I can within the budget that I have. Uh, but you know, I'm still one guy here and still have, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm limited in my bandwidth of what I'm able to do. So, um, yeah, but for the most part, things have been going good. The guests have been great. Um, I've been having a lot of people reach out that want to come on, which is awesome. Um, and I plan to do all that. Uh, it's just, you know, sometimes my life is just insane because, uh, you know, I had two comedy shows in the past five days, uh, which is great. I'm so stoked to be getting on shows and stuff. And those have been going really well. Um, again, work's been crazy. Music stuff's been nuts. Uh, I'm playing a couple shows with Super American uh, coming up. Uh, we're playing I Matter Festival in Elmira, New York, uh, on the 29th. Let me check my calendar real quick. Uh, no, the 30th, my bad. Saturday, the 30th, I matter fest. I'll be uh, filling in guitar with super American and working the merch table. So if anybody's going to that, or, you know, anybody going to that, tell them to check out super American, uh, Saturday, that next day, the, th- uh, is there a 31st in July? Hold on, checking the calendar again. There is a 31st in July. Who knew? Uh, playing with Neck Deep, uh, which is going to be fucking crazy because I've been a big fan of Neck Deep for, you know, since I was in high school. So going to be pretty cool. Super American, I believe, is direct support on that, um, which means they'll pl- be playing right before Neck Deep, which uh, that'll be an experience. Uh, and that one is in Syracuse. At, uh, I believe it's Lost Horizons. I've never been to the venue, but I hear really good things. So I'm super excited to play that show. Filling on guitar again for that and doing merch. Um, so that'll be super fun. Very excited for that. Uh, and then, yeah, this week I'm going to New Orleans again. If you've been listening to the pod, I was in New Orleans already. They're like, this guy's going back to New Orleans. He can't get enough of the Cajun food, uh, which is a little true. But uh, one was for my friend Rory's bachelor party, who just got married. This one's for my cousin's bachelor party. Everybody wants to bring your boy to the bachelor party because it turns out I'm a bit of a good time. No, I don't know if that's true. I feel like people just felt obligated and didn't want me to be left out. Uh but yeah, going to New Orleans again for my cousin's bachelor party, which and then his wedding is coming up in a few weeks. Uh, and then I got another cousin's wedding in Asheville, North Carolina. And then I'm on vacation, which I am so stoked for. My first vacation since before the pandemic, going down to Hilton Head, South Carolina with my fam. Uh, and what's sick about that is anytime there's a family vacation, um, which we try to do one a year, we we were, I mean, usually it's every other year. Pandemic obviously through through. Uh, wrench into that um but i love going on vacation with my fam because we all get along really well we're all very close and what i love is my parents uh never have an itinerary uh they're just like listen we're going to hang out on the fucking beach and you guys can do whatever you want and that's my favorite type of vacation is like we're just here to fucking chill out dude um so yeah i'm not a guy who's like if i'm traveling somewhere for vacation 
and someone's there with like, okay, on this day we're doing this, and on this day we're gonna go here, and we're gonna check out this spot. I'm like, I don't want it. I like spontaneity. I like, you know, if we, let's get an idea of some places we want to check out, and we'll go with the flow. That is my, that's my ideal vacation. So. Super excited, taking off of work for a full week. Um, I was gonna bring my work laptop with me and work while I was down there, and I'm like, nope, fuck it, I earned this. I've been working really hard, um, so I'm super excited for that. So I'm gonna have to bank an episode or two so that we can keep the podcast rolling. I'm gonna try. And then at the end of August, heading out on the road again with Super American, just doing the tour managing, uh, merch guy stuff uh, with Mom Jeans and Just Friends. Um and free throw, uh and super ring. So that'll be a super fun tour. I'm super excited about it. three weeks, um, which is nice. The last one we went on was five with Hot Mulligan, which was a super fun time of five weeks. Whew, that was a long one. Uh, so three weeks, uh, mostly East Coast, which is going to be cool. So I'm super stoked for that. But again, same thing. I got to bank some episodes. Um, so I'm going to be doing multiple times a week, getting on the pod, getting getting guests on. I guess they're getting people scheduled. Um, I have a few in mind, a few that I've talked to already. If you know anybody, if you want to come on, you know, I'm, I'm not. Uh, there's nobody that I don't want to have on, you know, so hit me up. Uh, if you're interested or know somebody who might be, uh, would love to have you on and discuss some things about our lives. Uh, so that's where I'm at, man. Just burning the candle at both ends, barely getting any sleep, but who cares? I'll sleep when I'm dead. Hey, uh, no, I'm having a good time. Life is good. I love when I'm busy, honestly. Um, just keeps me going. You know, it's crazy how like in the, uh, in the winter months, you know, it's like, like, I love the fall. The fall is, like, my favorite fucking season ever. It's, you know, the weather is great. Um, I love those, like, even even the stormy days in the fall are fucking awesome. I love Halloween. Um, I love, I mean, everything about the fall is just, like, beautiful and romantic. And, like, that's my shit. You know what I mean? I'm a Pisces, baby. You know how we roll out here. You know, we're these emotional, emotional, dramatic, romantic guys. And uh, the fall, especially in western New York, whoo. Don't even get me started. I love the fall. So I have a good time in the fall. Um, and then, you know, the holidays. I enjoy the holidays. I didn't used to. used to hate the holidays. Love them now. Thank you, therapy. Uh, Thanksgiving uh, is great. Uh, you know, Christmas is awesome. New Year's is great. And then after New Year's, usually the seasonal depression hits right there um, almost immediately. And it's like that's when, like, I just don't leave my house. I don't feel very creative. I don't get a lot of sunlight. Uh, and things are just tough for me. And it's like, why would I go outside? It's freezing and it sucks out. Um, so it's nuts that like January to I'll say end of March is like the worst. And I'm in the worst mood and I hate myself and I never want to do anything. And then the weather gets nice. I get a little dopamine to the brain by just going out and saying hello to the sun every once in a while. Uh, and then I feel, and I'm like, oh, it's on, baby. You know, I'm creative. I'm like, let's write a thousand songs. Let's write some jokes. Let's go to some open mics. Let's uh, do a podcast, you know? any of that shit uh, is the best. And then it's like, all right, yeah. And then I say yes to everything, right? Everybody, Cause everybody's feeling good when the summer starts, you know, it's like, Hey, we should plan a trip in a couple months or, you know, we should do this. Hey, we're getting married. 
uh, we're going on into a bachelor party. We're having a destination wedding. All these things start to pop up around the springtime because everybody's excited because the weather's getting warmer. And I'm like, you know, at that point, I'm so depressed that I'm like, oh, please just give me anything to do. So I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. Just rifling off yes to every plan that I possibly can. Uh, and then the summer hits and I'm like, fuck, I have something going on every single weekend until I get depressed again. So, but you know what? I fucking love it. Um, I love doing this. I haven't had time to like watch anything, dude. Um, which I love watching shit. Uh, that's like all I do in the winter. I love watching shows and stuff. Um, but I haven't watched anything, uh, since stranger things ended, which goddamn stranger things, dude, that show is fucking amazing. Uh, I won't spoil anything, but what, well, I'll, I guess here's a season three spoiler, which if you haven't watched season three yet, the fuck you doing? You know, when season three ended and it was like, there was like the ambiguous, like, is Hopper dead? Is he not? You know, the kids are all separated, whatever. To me, that was like that. The show should have ended there. And this is what I said when I finished season three. I was like, that should be the end of it. Like, I like the little ambiguity. You know what I mean? I'm a big fan of the Sopranos, which if you don't know how the Sopranos ends, um, it's a, it's a bit ambiguous, which I like, I like leaving, I, I like when directors or writers do that when they leave it up to the audience's interpretation. Um, so that's what I love about the Sopranos. And so like, you know, that whole thing was like, well, we didn't see Hopper die, but it seems like he's dead, you know? Uh, so leave that. And then like the kids are all separated and they're getting older. And this is the, what we loved about this show is that they were like kids, you know, it felt like the Goonies kind of, uh, or stand by me like that kind of like the eighties, they really like hit those eighties tropes with like the kids adventure movies. So I was like, that is a perfect end of the show. Cause what I didn't want to see, um, is, you know, that, you know, stranger things was like Netflix's first, like big pop of a show. Right. And what I didn't want to see happen is what happens to every show like that is where they just keep it going forever. And then it becomes terrible. So I was like, just end it there. You had three good seasons quit while you're ahead. And people will just talk about forever how great that show was. And let it be that, you know, I think that's the best thing to do. And then they announced season four and I'm like, ah, oh, geez, you know, I really wish it would have just ended. And then I went and watched season four and I was like, holy shit, stranger things. This is the best season of any show I've ever seen. That's not, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but it's the best season of stranger things, hands down. And, um, uh, it is moved stranger things. Cause like after season one through three, I was like, what a fun show. It was a great show, a great watch. I'd recommend it to anybody, you know? After season four, I'm like, this show has made its way into like my top 10 of all time. Uh, so good, dude. The writing this this season was just phenomenal. And I'm, you know, their budget it was insane. So all the special effects and everything were awesome. The story was great, how they tied everything back uh, to all the other seasons, just really, really nice. Um uh, I really, I see now here's my thing again. I'm not going to doubt them again. The, 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 who is the Duffer brothers or something like that. Um, I'm not going to doubt them again. I, they have my faith, um, for now, but when season four ended the way it did again, it left on a bit of a continued, like, you know, there's going to be a more story here, right? Which I guess next season is the final season, which five seasons chef's kiss, perfect amount of seasons for a show. Five seasons. You don't need more than that. Shout out breaking bad. And, uh, 
Yeah. So after the season four, part two came out, you know, which is like those two episodes were in, it was an hour and a half and then two and a half hours, which like, holy fuck. Uh, you know, the final episode of the season was literally a feature length, like a long movie, not even just like a regular ass movie. Um, but it was awesome. I loved every second of it. And then when, you know, it, it ends on a little bit of like, you know, Hey, there's, here's where this story's going to leave off. This is not a conclusion, obviously, we're going to wrap this up next season. It's going to be the whole end of the show. Um, cool. I would have preferred a movie if I'm being honest. Um, but people like the shows, man. Um, people like the series. People like to binge that shit. Uh, and I go, listen, binging is fun and everything. I had my time with it. Uh, but I'm over it. I like the weekly shows, um, which I think Apple TV uh, is absolutely crushing right now. HBO still got it, but HBO is also had some misses. I feel like HBO used to be this like top tier, you know, creme de la creme, best of the best. I think that's what that means. I don't know if that's an exact translation. Um, no, just the, they were like the, you know, the, the top tier television, right? Home box office. It was premier television and every show they did for, I mean, they were crushing it for fucking like 20 years. And then when they like, you know, rebranded and became HBO max, I feel like they just dropped a little bit the quality of the, some of the shows. Like the shows that continued from HBO were still good, but some of the new shows they put out, it's like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? And the app was terrible um, for a long time. It's getting a little better, I will admit. Um, but when the HBO Max app first dropped, I was like, this is the worst fucking user interface I've ever experienced. Also, you know what's insane? Maybe a user interface experience doesn't really matter because Amazon is like the biggest company in the world and their website, their app, their Prime, the Prime Video app are all fucking terrible. Like they are an awful user experience. There's way too much going on. It's way too complicated. Get rid of it. Simplify it down. Make it better. But of course, if we're talking about best user interface, we got to go Apple TV+. Plus. It's insane, dude. Uh, it's such a good app. I do notice there's only one thing I noticed that and maybe Maybe it's just because I use the Apple TV app on my TV in my living room, uh, which is a smart TV. And I use the Apple TV Plus app on there. Um, and sometimes when you start a show, the audio is out of sync and you got to go back and restart it and then it's fixed. Um, but that's the only thing I've noticed besides that. You know, it's Apple. They crush what they make. Uh, so the Apple TV Plus. Also, again, the content of Apple TV Plus, I think, in my opinion right now, they're putting out the best shit. Um Ted Lasso, Severance. Um, I haven't watched the morning show, but I hear it's really good. The after party was really good. Um, I just everything I've watched in there, I haven't seen anything I didn't like. That they did like a Planet Earth CGI dinosaur thing that was fucking awesome with the same narrator from Planet Earth. They're just crushing it. Um, and I like the weekly episodes. I gotta say, like, I mean, and Disney Plus is doing that too. But listen, I gotta put it out there. This is my hot take on the Disney. Listen, we gotta talk about it. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi was mid. I said it. All right, it was fine. It was. It should have been a movie. It was supposed to be a movie. This is what I found out. I don't know the, how true this is, but this is what I heard: is that Obi Wan Kenobi was supposed to be a movie. Uh, and if it was, it would have been fucking 
probably way fucking better uh, because the series they change. Like I think it was like I don't know. I'm sure it was like the people at Disney that's like we can get more money out of this if we turn it into a series. And so they turned it into a series, and then you know they probably already had a story written, and which then they had to embellish uh, and you know stretch it out and everything. But it reflects on the show. I think I think it was super drawn out. Um, a lot of little Leia story was like I loved little Leia. Okay, little Princess Leia. Are you kidding me? She was adorable. She was a the that little girl who played her was phenomenal like an amazing performance literally reminded me i think was the best possible like young leia like as like a young carrie fisher type of thing like we could get it was amazing the story of her and like the way they did a lot of it i thought was just kind of like lame and unnecessary not her fault she is a uh, she is truly princess leia i bought it i was in it um obi-wan I mean, obviously, uh, Ewan, is that how we say his name? Ewan McGregor? Ewan? Is it Ewan? Who fucking knows, man? But that guy rules. The Darth Vader story was amazing, which I feel like that was going to be the movie, right? It was just going to be Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. It was going to be just like the story of them. Uh, and, and like all of those scenes were the best parts of the show. When we get like those last few episodes with them were amazing. Um, everything else I could have done without. And uh, it was mid. And that's all I got to say about that. Um, I feel like I've fallen off the Marvel train as well. Endgame, like, and it's, I, it's hard to keep, continue after you just had like an absolute juggernaut of super good movies. Um, like Infinity, dude, Infinity War is the best Marvel movie, hands down. Um, and then Endgame, I mean, Infinity War and Endgame are just part one and part two of each other. And they're both amazing, but I like Infinity War just a little bit more. The setup is just amazing. The scene at the end where like everybody comes out of the portals and shit and you just have all these crazy fucking superheroes and shit. So rad. Um, everything after that, I, I don't know. Listen, man, the Spider-Man No Way Home which everybody was like, this is the best superhero movie of all time. It was fine. It was, it was I enjoyed it um, I for the nostalgia aspect. But that's the whole thing is, like, they just played into that, you know. the And, like, the final fight scene and everything was super cool. Um, Willem Dafoe coming back uh, was amazing. Like, uh, all that shit was super cool. But I don't know. I just felt like it got hyped. If I didn't hear anything about it, if nobody was going nuts about it on the Internet and I went and saw it, I probably would have really liked it more, but I think it just got overhyped for me. I also saw it, so I didn't see it in theaters, which also maybe would have changed things. Uh, but the Batman had come out like shortly after the Robert Pattinson one, and I f- loved that movie. I went and saw it in theaters, and I was like blown away. It was amazing. I, I agree with the sentiment that it probably shouldn't have been three hours long. Could have been two and a half, maybe. Could have cut some stuff, but. Still super good. I loved it. I can't wait to see where they go with that series. Um, big fan. I mean, dude, Rob, I'm a big Robert Pattinson guy. All right. I feel like a lot of people doubted him because and he gets such a bad rep for being the Twilight guy, dude. That was like his first movie. He was super young and like what? Like, and then he grew after like every movie he did after the Twilight movies were awesome, dude. Remember me? Fire movie. Okay. I. Uh, even what was that one water for elephants which is like the most like sappy like lame romance romance movie about the circus that he was awesome in that movie and then um all the a24 movies he's in are nuts like dude good time is one of my favorite good time might be my number one 
A24 movie, and Robert Pattinson is phenomenal in that movie. Um, oh, that other movie that he's in with Tom Holland is really good, too. Ironically, comparing those two movies. But um, I don't remember. The, uh, Deliver Us From Evil, maybe it was. It was something like that. Um, something with, like, the devil or evil or some sort of, like, prayer thing because it was about, like, an old-timey church. Uh, but Robert Pattinson's really good in that movie. Big fan of Robert Pattinson, man. And so, like, when the... And I love the Batman story. Big fan of the Dark Knight series. Um, I mean, all the Batman stuff. Uh, so I was super excited about it, and I think it totally holds up to the Dark Knight series. Like, I think it's, like, just as good as, like, the Nolan movies. Um, and then... So, like, I was so hyped on that, and then you know, no way home, like came out on demand or whatever, like shortly after that. And I was like, all right, like I'll finally get around to checking this movie out. But I was like, so hyped on Batman at the time that I was like, eh, Marvel is like, just like, so over the top sometimes that it just kind of like, it loses me a little bit. Uh, I'm sure if there's any like super Marvel fans listening, probably fucking losing their minds. Uh, because I know everybody went nuts for that. And then I heard Dr. Strange was mid. I didn't watch it. I hear the new Thor movie is not great. Um, which is a bummer because I love Taika Waititi. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm falling off this, the superhero thing, I think. I might be. Um, even though they are fun. I don't know why I just went on this crazy rant about movies and content and streaming. But, like, I do love that shit. And I'm mad that I – or not mad, but just, like, upset that I haven't been able to get to watch it. I got to still watch the new season of The Boys on Prime. I hear that's good. I hear the new season's good. The new season of Barry was nuts. If you're not watching Barry – watch it it's so good um i gotta watch the bear I've, everybody's been tweeting about that love jeremy allen white known for playing lip on shameless so super excited for that um and then what was uh there's no oh hacks on hbo um a comedy-esque show uh which i gotta check out so it's all on my list man yo i've been using this app called i believe it's called sofa you guys got to check this out. If you're like me, if you're a super busy person, this is not an ad. Um, if you're a super busy person who like when you have downtime, you need like a planner for your downtime. Sofa is is a downtime organizer, as it, it calls itself, is the app. And you can just anytime someone tells me about a movie, a podcast, a TV show, an album, a band, anything like that, any sort of like digital content to check out. You go on the Sofa app, you look it up, you add it to one of your lists. So I just have like podcast, TV shows, whatever that people tell me to check out. And then when I have like a free second, you know, I can just hop on there. If I'm like, you know what, I'm going to watch a movie tonight or watch a TV show tonight. Uh, start, a, start a new show. I got some free time coming up. Go to the Sofa app and be like, oh, yeah, this person told me about this show. Now I'm going to watch it. And now me and that person have something to talk about next time. So super cool app that I uh, just found beneficial. Giving you guys all the recs today. If you still haven't watched Severance, what the fuck are you doing? Um, that show is awesome. That might be like one of the best shows. That I, I'm super excited for that show to continue, but I have a feeling that show's going to end up in my top five for sure. So, um, you know what's crazy, dude? I've been so busy on the, uh, you know, comedy podcasts type stuff that like I haven't been doing music stuff a lot which is weird but like I'm fine with it I kind of like taking a break from it because it's like I was non-stop focused on being like a songwriter for ever um that like to find a new passion in like comedy and podcasting it's been nice to kind of take a break from it and I know I'm going to revisit it at some point um and I think that I just have a feeling that it's just going to be good that I'm going to come back and be like, kind of have just like a new found perspective. So I'm super excited to start, uh, 
uh, to get back to that. Um, but I've just been, you know, I was filling in for spaced for a little bit on guitar, filling in with super American. So like the only time I've even been picking up guitars is to like practice those songs. Um, and it's just been interesting. I haven't really even been listening to music all that much. Going to a lot of concerts though, which is fun. I guess it's the best way to experience music. Uh, just went and saw Death Cab, uh, which was sick. Front row at the Art Park main stage, which is different from the outdoor concert. It's an indoor thing. Um, front row at a concert, overrated. I got to tell you, it's weird. Uh, it's so personal. It, I, I almost feel like I'm bothering the artist. You know, it's like, ugh, you can look right at me. You can see me, you know which is weird. Uh, it, it wasn't. So the only other time I've been that close for a band was when I saw Blink-182 a few years ago at Darien Lake. And we were just like, it was just like a, the pit, you know? So it's just, but it, that felt more normal. Um, because like, this was like a seated, a seated concert front row, very strange experience. Cause you're just like in one spot. Um, and you're so close. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was a great show, had a great time. Uh, but front, I don't know if I'd ever like, spend the money on front row a seated front row again just not my vibe uh but yeah i haven't really been listening to a lot like usually i just have been listening to podcasts or um listening to nothing i guess uh but god dude rage against the machine is coming up but this podcast will be out on monday which is the day of the rage against the machine show um so most likely next time you talk to me uh, it'll be after that show and I feel like I'm going to be a changed person. I've been seeing a lot of the videos from their tour that they just started and it looks fucking awesome. So I'm very excited for that. Rage Against the Machine has been one of my favorite bands, uh, for a super long time. I think I don't remember what I got into them. It might've been killing in the name was in, I think guitar hero two when I was in like sixth or seventh grade. And that was the first time I heard rage against the machine, which I know is kind of embarrassing, but like, who cares? Uh, that's how I, I mean, guitar Hero was how I just the same way that Tony Hawk was like a way I discovered a lot of music when I was really little, uh, guitar hero was the same thing. That's how I discovered a lot of, uh, especially like older bands. Um, especially when I grew up in a time when like, you know, I don't know how many people know this, but like post what after nine 11 happened, a bunch of music was banned from the radio, uh, certain songs and things. Uh, like I know that, you know, Jimmy eat world was about to put out the album bleed American right after 2000, right after nine 11. Uh, and they had to change the name of the album. They made it a self-titled and then like re-released it as bleed American later. Third eye blind, uh, had the song slow motion, um, which is like how like the media, um, uh, glorifies like mass shootings and like, uh, and just like murder and like violence and that kind of shit. So third eye blind has that song slow motion, which on the album blue, I think it was blue, which is their second album. They, the label made them release it as an instrumental song. And then it came out later on, uh, a greatest hits, I think. Um, so like it just a weird time after nine 11 where like censorship was like huge. Uh, and like you weren't allowed to like, put shit like that out um on a major label and rage against the machine like all they were like completely like shadow banned from like the all media you know and so like i had no i no way of knowing who they were for that reason and so guitar hero you know then comes out and i hear killing in the name and i was like oh this song fucking goes hard you know uh and then especially you know, once I hit middle school, when you start getting a little bit more into U.S. history 
into a way that's like uh it's kind of like the first step into uh exposing some of the faults of the United States. at least that's how it was for me i had a really kick-ass history teacher in middle school who was like you know talked about the vietnam war protests and like you know uh that kind of shit like the civil rights era like all that kind of shit in like a really cool way um and so like for me discover rage against the machine around that time it was like you know it explains a lot for how i became the way that i am you know um and then yeah so i just became big on rage against the machine in middle school and high school uh and i've just been a huge fan ever since uh and i just never thought i would get a chance to see them you know like to me rage against the machine was always this band that just kind of like existed in a past world that i wasn't a part of and i just kind of like you know similarly to like the beatles or led zeppelin where it was like oh i'm never going to get to see this band but this was like a time uh this is a, a reflection of that time and there's a lot to learn from this music uh and I just loved listening to it. So the fact that they announced the tour, which, you know, this was in 2020, uh, I was like, you know, over the moon about it. And I remember, you know, me and my coworkers at the time, uh, you know, had all gotten on to get out to get tickets. We all got floor seats. And then, you know, the show got delayed for literally two years. And now it's finally happening this Monday. I got floor seats. I am so goddamn excited. And run the jewels, dude. I'm a big killer Mike guy and run the jewels fan in general. So, uh, just going to be such a good time. I'm so stoked. I really think it's going to be like a life-changing experience. Just from the videos I've been seeing, the rants that Zach De La Roca is going on, uh, and you know the they've been putting like these quotes on the screen, especially with things going on in the world today, and those guys just crush it, man. Uh, I also love the discourse going on online of like people on the right learning that Rage Against the Machine is like not right-winged. It's crazy how that shift in in the political spectrum has happened where like the right really does see themselves as like these freedom fighters like they really think they're like this revolutionary like founding fathers like you know we're going to overthrow the government kind of people but like there's so much irony in that because like republicans in power are not like that you know um and I just find it really interesting because now, you know, Rage Against the Machine posts their leftist takes, which they've always been um, about, like, being pro-choice and, and all these, you know, all these things like that. Uh, and now all these, you know, Republicans or conservatives, right-leaning people are uh, super pissed off at Rage Against the Machine uh, for being who they've always been. Uh, just hilarious. And then also, you know, there's a vaccine requirement for the concert, you know, which is, I think, you know, this was when this show was supposed to be happening last year was like a big thing. I don't even know if they're still doing that, but like at the time it, when you bought the ticket, it was like vaccine required and it's an arena tour. Uh, and the fact that, you know, they are self-proclaimed like communist, socialist, whatever, and, uh, are charging money for the tickets because like they have a staff to pay and they have an arena and then they donate a bunch of money to like leftist organizations, which I don't think a lot of them realize. And they're like, Oh, you guys are raging against the machine and claim to be communists, but are charging people for $200 for tickets. And it's like, nah, yeah, I'm saying all the same things that you all, it's just like people who have no idea what the fuck communism even is. Uh, and it's just like, and you just see the, they're like, Oh, communism is one free concert. You know what I mean? I love those types of memes. But uh, yeah, and they came out as 
you know, there was vaccine required because it was an arena tour, you know, and I think that's like was part of the deal with like playing arenas uh, is because you're going to have that many people packed into a room. And uh, and people are like now saying I, I've been seeing just on like TikTok comments and Twitter and stuff. They're like, oh, now they rage with the machine because like getting vaccinated is supposedly the machine. Um, that's one thing, dude. I've, I've listened. I feel like I've grown a lot in uh the conversations that i am having with people and in just like accepting people for differing opinions and stuff but the vaccine is one i just can't let go of dude because it's like i also like the thing is like i do understand the take because big pharma is such a issue you know what i mean um but like you the idea of critical thinking is understanding like if you have good critical thinking skills you should understand that big pharma is an issue understand that pfizer these companies like pfizer and moderna and astrazeneca whatever do have too much power and like yes their ceos are getting paid way too much money and that's all more of a reason to move towards universal health care um, so that we can regulate and control things like this um, from happening uh because my my point sorry i lost my train my i lost track there but the point being that you should be able to understand and criticize the things about big pharma but still understand that there is a public health crisis happening uh and this is and this vaccine is safe and free and effective uh and you know you understanding those two things are not mutually exclusive um you know you can have a big pharma problem but still understand okay but this products that they make is still you know what i mean it's the same thing with like amazon like amazon is a terrible company right they treat their employees poorly like it's all this is all very known they're very like you know monopolistic whatever but they provide a good service right two-day shipping you can't deny that it is a great service for like you know whatever it is 130 dollars a year for prime like that is a great service you can recognize that this company's fucked up and you know they probably shouldn't be as big as they are however because they are as big as they are they're able to make this amazing service it's the same thing with apple right apple's way too big of a company uh, that has way too much fucking control of the market but they make really good products that work really well like and you know are desirable and i love you know so it's like the same thing like Again, going back to the idea of like a communist, the, the original meme is communist is one no iPhone because people are like, well, capitalism is how you got an iPhone. And it's like, well, what, we're not, you know, like you can still like I still have an iPhone and I can still criticize Apple and Tim Cook and CEOs and billionaires, you know, like that's what good critical thinking is. Just so you know, it doesn't make you a hypocrite to say, yeah, fuck Pfizer, fuck Moderna, fuck these big fucking pharmaceutical companies. However... We are in a public health crisis and they did make a good, safe product that can get us the step to get out of this. Like that is what people have to understand. Um, So like that's the thing is like I hear you. I feel you on the idea of, yeah, big pharma is an issue. And maybe that is the biggest thing that has led to vaccine hesitancy. But there's this also this idea with like I saw um, Robert Reich is an economist, a U.S. economist. He's like left-leaning socialist guy uh, that I follow on Twitter. And he posted a thing about um, 
the CEO, I think it was the CEO of Pfizer, maybe Moderna, like got paid, like got some huge like buyout or whatever, like got paid an insane amount for, you know, just being a CEO. And it was just like an absurd amount of money. And so like he was tweeting, criticizing that and people were on the right were calling him a hypocrite because he said that the vaccine, uh, an earlier tweet earlier this year was like, see, you know, it's how the vaccine was free for everybody and available for everybody. That's how access to healthcare should be. And people were like, oh, these are two conflicting ideas. And it's like, no, it's not. And the problem is people like equate universal healthcare to big government, right? And they're like big government, big pharma. They both got the word big. So that means they're the same. Universal healthcare gives more power to big pharma. And it's like, actually it doesn't. It does the opposite of that. Universal healthcare is big people. Like it's more for people. Like it helps people and it helps regulate these companies so that we don't have three companies that are controlling all of this and making all of the profits for it. And we can control the healthcare prices. You know what I mean? And I listen, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. I know you like all my listeners for, you know, for the most part probably are just agree with everything that I'm saying. Um, but I just think it's so like, it's so crazy how people are so like, um, I use the word indoctrinated a lot, but that's really what it is. Indoctrinated, brainwashed, whatever, just into like, being just like, I guess the best word is just bootlickers for like the system. They just love the system. Other thing I see all the time is like when we're talking about just like human decency, people always like bring up the law. You know, they're like, well, that's, you know, if if he wasn't resisting arrest, he probably wouldn't have got shot kind of thing. And it's like, why are you, you know, like everybody's so focused on like the law, like you love the fucking law so much. Like, it's like, dude, let's let's zoom out here and just look at being a person and just being human to human. Like, why are we so focused on like what's written in paper and what we're so someone else decided we're supposed to do? You know what I mean? I don't know. I digress, man. These are just the things that I think about all the time. Um, same thing. I mean, I talked about it with Abby last week of like the idea of like people who are like, oh, there's crazies on both sides. And like, you got the far left and the far right and Antifa and the proud boys are, you know, might as well be the same. And it's like, well, Antifa isn't a real group of people. Uh, it's just an idea that just goes against fascism, which again is something we should all get behind. Same thing with like black, the black lives matter movement. Like people think like, oh, well yeah, you got BLM rioting and looting and you got, uh, uh, you know, QAnon and the proud boys and, whatever uh storm in the capital it's the same thing and it's like well no let's look into that a little bit further because those are two very different things you just see flames and just like well flames are bad so i'm not part of it you know uh but you know one is for progress and one is for you know fascism uh and we should and also the the fascist side of things has way has people in power that are actually like changing things. Uh, and, you know, the people on the far left, the anti-fascists, if you will, uh, don't have any power. You know, there's not any of those people. Uh, you know, we have Bernie Sanders is the farthest left person in Congress, and he's not even far left. Uh, so I just don't, you know. I, I we can't keep having that conversation as if because I think that's just the easy position people who like don't 
aren't politically involved who like don't know enough that's just the easiest position for them to take to this like holier than thou like it's like well i don't go to either side i'm a middle of the road guy and that makes me the best you know and it's like well let's actually look at the issues that are going on um because i think that actually makes you the worst um because now you're switzerland was the switzerland is the neutral i think it's switzerland fucking here i am on my soapbox and i don't even know uh you know you're the neutral team in the middle of a war and one of the sides is nazis and the other sides are trying to fight the nazis um so maybe fight the nazis you know i'm on one today guys i'm feeling good things are good (laughs) despite everything that i'm talking about here um hey august 9th i am uh competing in the second round the semifinals of uh of helium's buffalo's funniest contest that's the last thing i have to promote here august 9th at helium comedy club uh i'll be competing with everybody else who is you know won some of the preliminary rounds um i believe there's three shows in the semifinals um of everybody who went through after the preliminary round and then the finals will actually be while i'm in hilton head um but i don't expect to make it through the second round just because the, you know, it's, this is where it starts to get really competitive. I didn't even expect to make it through the first round, but this, trust me when I say I'm not going to make it through the semifinals and I'm not saying that to be like modest or anything. Like I just like, there are so many good comics who have been doing this for years that are just so comfortable up there that can just give a really good set. And the first round was uh, audience voting, um, which I was, I was very lucky to have a bunch of friends and family come out and vote for me and get me through. Um, I did have, you know, I felt I did give a good set and everything, but semifinals, there's actual like judges who like understand like, you know, what goes into a good set and everything. Um, and I, again, I'm not even going to be here for the finals. Um, so that's that uh but it's still gonna be a good show and i want people to come out just to you know watch the show um and you know see all the comics that are in buffalo uh yeah and that's it man 45 minutes i think i hit that's cool um i said a lot there i went on but hopefully you stayed engaged listen guys i'm gonna start doing a thing in the podcast i want to know what your guys thoughts on this where i start um you know i think somehow i'm gonna figure it out like a link somewhere or something where you could kind of submit maybe like an anonymous question or something or a story or maybe a, a a time you're going through or have gone through um you know that you think uh you know you just want to get another person's perspective on um you know one thing i think i give pretty decent advice at least you know to my friends and stuff um and i know it seems kind of lame and maybe like uh conceited to like offer some sort of like advice column um but i think it might be kind of cool and kind of fun what do you guys think um i think it would be kind of fun to like you know have people who maybe you know maybe you're going through something maybe you feel you're like is this crazy you know kind of thing and maybe it would be nice to just be validated anonymously by your buddy your friend Aiden here, you know, I'm here for you guys. All right. That's the whole point of the show. We're lifting people up. We're feeling better about things. We're making progress, right? That's, that's the point of all this. I think and that's it, man. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, after I've gone to new Orleans and, uh, rage against the machine, we're gonna have a really good time. I hope you guys are having a good time. Hope your summers are going well. Um, And yeah, hit me up. Let's have a conversation. I'll talk to you guys soon. Later.